Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, May 13th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Donald Trump and China's President Xi Jinping could rescue a trade deal at the G20 summit in Japan next month. Volkswagen's board is gearing up for another showdown with investors, and Boeing expects far-reaching changes to the way aircraft are certified safe across the global aviation industry. Then, the FT's Javier Espinoza explains why private equity executives are losing patience with the UK and turning to Europe instead. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. A U.S.-China trade deal could be salvaged in a potential face-to-face meeting between the presidents of the two countries. National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow says there's a, quote, strong possibility, end quote, that U.S. President Donald Trump and China's President Xi Jinping would meet at the G20 summit in Japan next month. Mr. Kudlow's comments comes just as the U.S. plans to put higher tariffs on hundreds of billions of dollars of Chinese goods. Today, the administration is expected to release details of additional goods that it wants to hit with 25% tariffs if there is no progress in the negotiations with Beijing. This is after already raising levies on an earlier list of Chinese goods last Friday. Just two weeks ago, it seemed that the two countries were close to ending their trade battle. There are no negotiations between the U.S. and China scheduled between now and the G20 summit. But, Mr. Kudlow says Chinese officials have invited U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin to Beijing for further talks. Three influential advisory groups have urged Volkswagen shareholders to vote against most of the German carmaker's board at the company's annual meeting on Tuesday. Advisors Glass-Lewis, Institutional Shareholder Services, and Demenor have all expressed concern over parts of Volkswagen's leadership. Several members who are still on the board held these roles in 2015. That's when U.S. regulators exposed that Volkswagen had been cheating diesel admissions tests for a decade. In the past year alone, Volkswagen's former CEO, Martin Winterkorn, had been charged by German prosecutors. Meanwhile, the German automaker's two luxury brands, Audi and Porsche had been fined a total of 2.3 billion euros. VW has said costs of the scandal now exceed 30 billion euros. Not all of the board is in trouble, though. Glass-Lewis suggested investors should not vote against Stefan Sommer, who joined VW last July. And Boeing is expecting a shift in the way the global aviation industry is regulated. In an interview with the FT, the lead independent director of Boeing's board, David Calhoun, said the company is preparing for, quote, far-reaching changes to the way aircraft are certified safe. Mr. Calhoun defended the role Chief Executive Dennis Mullenberg has played in the crisis provoked by the crashes in Indonesia and Ethiopia that killed 346 people. Mr. Calhoun went on to say he defended Mr. Mullenberg's decision to advise the Federal Aviation Administration, or FAA, not to ground the jets until after most global regulators had done so. He spoke to the FT ahead of congressional hearings in Washington this week into the Boeing 737 MAX crisis. The FAA is set to convene a May 23rd meeting with other global regulators. That's where Boeing hopes to lay out a path to allow the MAX to resume flying. Mr. Calhoun said the future of Boeing depends on restoring the trust of the flying community and the safety of its planes. 
And here's a closer look at a story we're following. In the years since the financial crisis, private equity has been flooded with capital. As interest rates stayed relatively low, institutional investors had to turn somewhere to put the money they were managing. That somewhere turned out to be private equity. And for many years, the UK was the perfect place to do it. London was a city at the heart of Europe and one at ease in a culture of American deal-making. But recently, that's changed. In the last few years in the UK, the story of private equity investing has been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. That's Javier Espinoza, the FT's private equity correspondent in London. The UK had a vote to leave the European Union in 2016. In the lead up to that vote, private equity was booming. Then it saw a sharp decline in 2016 with people confused about what the vote meant. 2017 investment went up. And then last year, as some new figures revealed, the investment pace dropped again because it's been more than two years since the UK voted to leave the EU. And we still don't know what Brexit means. So if the investment isn't being made in the UK, where is it going? France, Spain, the Nordics, the Netherlands particularly. I've been talking to investors who are telling me they either have opened up offices there or thinking about it. They're still getting paid by their investors to put this money to work. So they're under pressure to deploy this capital. And right now, they've taken the view, people that I've been speaking to, that the UK simply is too risky at the moment. What else have investors and private equity folks told you? So I've spent the last few weeks really drilling investors and also the heads of some of the largest private equity groups here in Europe about what is it exactly that Brexit means to them. And so from my discussions with these people who are sitting on billions of dollars is that they've taken the view that it's better to assume the worst and then take it from there. For instance, I was speaking to an executive called John Sinek, who leads a private equity group called Metric Capital. He is an American citizen. He's been living in the UK for over two decades. He's married. He's got kids. He's got his business here, his family. He's got long ties with the country, doing deals. But at the same time, the center of gravity is sort of kind of pulling him in the opposite direction. His company hasn't done a major deal in the UK for two and a half years, which is roughly the time since the vote. He's getting calls from other countries like Italy and Spain saying, why don't you relocate here? We'll give you huge tax breaks that for an individual like him means millions of dollars that he could save. Personally, at the same time, he's opened up offices in these places that we were talking about earlier, France, Spain, because he's identified the opportunity there. He sort of embodies this dilemma that a lot of people that I talk to have, which is, should we stay or should we go? And they're not wedded to this country. They know that there's a lot of good things. They know that there's good schools for their kids. But at the end of the day, these are rational financial beings looking to make the best possible decision in monetary terms. 
Is this going to be a long-term problem for UK private equity? Yes. Well, one thing that we know for sure is that we know what Brexit means for private equity. And that means that money has left the UK because of Brexit. Money has not entered the UK because of Brexit. And what I'm being told by these investors, people who follow the money, that some of this capital is never going to come back. So on the margins, at least, the UK has already suffered. And the potential risks of this sort of political uncertainty, which has up to today, we have no idea how it's going to get resolved, We would mean that we might be for a few more years where people are still regarding the UK as a tier two destination for their money. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be following Washington, D.C. as Donald Trump hosts Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. The visit comes amid a widening rift between the U.S. and its traditional European allies, Germany, France, and the U.K. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.